Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of the Journey Through the Mind. Hi, Cass. How are you doing? Hey, Claude's doing very well. Thank you. Ah, that's good. How's the week been? How's it going? It's all been good. You know, we uh, keep referring back to our goals and trying to achieve the goals and yeah, those weekly goals just to make sure we get to the end goal. So, yeah, so every week is a new chapter, hey? <laughs> yeah, and can you believe it? We're already in February, well, into Feb. Yep. Um, and next week we have Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, the Valentine's Day, what, what does it symbolize? You know, it's the, the day of love where you, where you show love. Um, my opinion, you should be showing that love every day, not just one, one day in the year, but it's just one way of showing it off extravagantly i suppose and it it adds pressure to a lot of people mm-hmm. um especially those that are single and lonely yes. and not with anybody you know it, it it can increase the depression it can increase that feeling of loneliness so you know if you're going to give love if you're going to if you if you don't have anybody to give you love then what better way than to give yourself love and exactly. that's i think what we will talk about today is self-love um if you don't give yourself love how can you expect to give anybody else love but that's a clause and you know we hear that term self-love serve self-love but what does it actually mean like how do you love yourself how do you how do you go about that you know so so it's been a very interesting topic to to also research and Self-love actually means that you accept yourself fully. Mm -hmm. You treat yourself with kindness and respect Mm -hmm. and you nurture your growth and well-being of who you are and who you are becoming. Um, And it also encompasses, you know, um, not only how you treat yourself, but also your thoughts and feelings about yourself. So self-love is quite a big concept to to unpack absolutely and um you know a lot of people will tell me especially like clients when i'm sitting with them i'm like how much time do you give for yourself how much uh, care how much do you respect yourself and they no, because it's selfish if i'm not you know taking care of my kids or my husband or my family then it seems selfish but you know self-love um I don't see it as seeing, being selfish. I call it being self-full. And, and what does that mean? It's filling your own cup. Because you can't feed from an empty cup. You fill, you fill um, your own cup so that then you can fill others. And if you're not okay, if you're not emotionally, mentally, physically well, then how can you be that role model to your kids? How can you give um, healthy uh, constructive love to your partner or to your family if you're not feeling well if you're sick how are you going to take care of your 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 elderly parents who are, who need support love care you know exactly. um so it's very important to take care of you first there, there's a reason why in in an airplane when they're doing all the you know security checks, checks and all of that they tell you if they're in an emergency and the masks come down, you put your mask on first 
so that you can then help others around you. Because if you transport, put everybody else's mask, but you breathing in smoke and that, you're going to pass out and you can't help anybody else. So it's very important to take care of yourself. And it's not only about the exterior um, uh, uh, part of your life that you've got to take care of. It's, it's your emotional, your mental physical health and and there's so much that comes into that but that's it Claude you know if if we look at you know if you want to you a perfectionist or you want everything to be perfect you you don't handle you know um, failure well you know that's a form of non-self-love self-love and it's exactly like you say it's the emotional but it's also the conversations we have with ourselves so if you made a mistake, I'm not going to say, listen, Claude, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? Are you stupid? So why do you say that to yourself when you make a mistake? Oh, a thousand percent. I tell my clients all the time, start treating yourself like you would your best friend. Exactly. We're so hard on ourselves. And, and you know, we forget that we are human beings and not human doings. That's so we, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to just be perfect. And we forget that it's in those mistakes in inverted commas the failures those um challenges that that we're faced with where we learn our biggest lessons and where we have our biggest growth it's not in the in the fun and happy times that we that we learn and grow it's in those challenging times so i mean if you read books uh, um of these million billionaires like for instance i always like to talk about you know um, Richard Branson, for for instance, they will tell you that they they are more grateful for the times that they failed than their successes because it's in those times that they failed that they learned which way then to go and and to create their success and their fortunes. So if you've made a mistake, if you've done something, or you haven't, or you've procrastinated a little bit longer, so what? So what? You know what? You, the, 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 the beauty and, and the joy of life is that if you're able to wake up the next day, if God's given you that blessing to wake up the next day, you've got a new opportunity to make happen what you want to happen. So if you haven't got, if you're not where you thought you would be 10 years ago, so what? Create a new, a new canvas, start a new, a new painting of, your, of, of the life you want to create. Don't be so hard on yourself. But that's it, and it's just uh, framing and, and like saying the word failure. There is no word as failure, no. actually. It's always, okay, so maybe um, I could have had a better outcome or a better result. So where, what did I do or what, what do I need to address that would give me that favorable outcome that I was actually looking, looking for? Um, and if we look at things not as I'm a failure or I'm a success, it actually changes. We're on this earth yeah. to learn. Yeah. None of us have come perfect. We're and all here to learn. Exactly. That's why the word fail uh, stands for first attempt in learning. Yes. Uh, okay. The helicopters above us, are they looking for you? <laughs> I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> what did you do last night that they come in to look for you? <laughs> um, but anyway, going back to the word fail, fail is simply first attempt in learning. So if you don't get it right the first time, you get up, 
dust yourself off and you carry on. And failure, failures is just feedback, you know, it's just feedback, it's just looking at what didn't work and you restructure, you regroup, you reset, you readjust and you try a different way. Um, but don't ever give up on your goals and your dreams because if they're, they're there for a reason, to keep you motivated and, and inspired to move forward. But that's it. And it's, um, you know, like, you, yeah, don't, don't pay attention to those around you. Just focus on yourself and your goals. The reason is that if you focus on your goals and you sit once a week, you go, okay, what do I need to achieve this week? By achieving those goals, you're actually building your self-esteem. So when you achieve, it actually just um, it, it gives that positiveness. It gives you that encouragement. It builds you as a person. And if you also surround yourself with people that are not negative and are criticizing you um, or are making sure that you're aware of all your first attempts, you know, um, and not maybe succeeding firstly, that also just impacts your self-love. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I look at um, Louise Hay. She's actually got a great, uh, a great technique. Is she calls it the mirror technique, where you go and you look at yourself in the mirror, and that's not looking to see, oh, well, what what's wrong? Um, is my hair in place? Let me run out. This is actually looking at yourself in the mirror, and going, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. And actually looking at yourself and saying that, and for most of us, that's actually pretty di difficult. But that's how you start building that love. And even if, if you have a success, you go to the mirror and you say, you know what, you did well today. Well done. And if you have a where you, where you didn't get the outcome you wanted, you go to the mirror and you go, hey, I didn't get the outcome, but I did learn quite a lot from that. Um, I know how to address that the next time I go around uh, about it. Yeah. So that mirror, looking at yourself, you then become responsible mm -hmm. for you and your actions and how you do things yeah so you talk about um you know those techniques and i i i absolutely love watching and listening to mel robbins um yes. uh, uh, podcasts and her techniques are amazing i use them often um on myself at daily should i say <laughs> and and i and i impart them to my clients as well and like she says you know we so so often um, sit and look at the things we haven't achieved, the things we still have to do, the things that that we we didn't get right. I'm not where I'm where I want to be. I don't have um, uh, uh, that 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 BMW that I wanted to get, the big fancy house, the house on the beach. I don't have all of that. Okay, you don't have it. Yes. What do I need to do to to um, make that happen? But first and foremost. Look at what you have achieved. Write down at the end of the day. I tell my clients at the end, you know, to, to write down at the end of the day all the small things that they did get done. Even it's a, if it's something as simple as just getting out of bed or washing those dishes or getting your hair done or, you know, something, those simple things. Write it all down because when you start looking at the stuff you have achieved, Mm -hmm. That then shifts your mindset and the brain starts looking at the things you have achieved and starts producing more of that. And, and, and then you will actually see, wow, I've actually done so much today. And that then brings in motivation to then want to do more 
and and then fulfill and achieve those goals and dreams that you want to get done um so the key is shifting your mindset changing your internal dialogue and 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 then creating the new amazing reality that you want to create that's it so you know you might say what but why do i have to love myself you know what what's why is it so important well without self-love you're likely to be highly self-critical and fall into people pleasing and perfectionism and you're also more likely to tolerate abuse and and mistreatment um and not having your boundaries set and not forgiving yourself when you need to yeah so yeah so so self why it's actually quite a big why so treating yourself with kindness and respect means that you know you're taking the time to take care of your overall well-being and of who you are okay so it feels like you've put a mirror in front of me at the moment you know every i i've always struggled with looking at myself in the mirror and seeing something beautiful or amazing you know and and people would say if you don't love yourself you can't love anybody else and i used to think this is rubbish there's no way that i I can love i do love so much i give so much of myself and like what you're saying i mean it rings so true that you know you fall into people pleasing you don't have the boundaries i was that yes person i you know Mm -hmm. you call me at two o'clock in the morning and i'll be there for you never mind that i'm driving out in the middle of the night by myself putting myself in danger and then i get home and i don't even get a call like did you get home safe are you okay nothing and that's i mean it's so true if you don't respect yourself you can't expect anybody else to first and foremost that's it and you know you say now if i have to love myself now i've got to change everything in my life no Mm -hmm. you don't have to it's just treating yourself you can start just by treating yourself a little better than you did yesterday so what does that mean it's like it's not just going to have your hair done or going to have your nails done it's like i choose to put healthy stuff in my body i choose to to um to drink water as opposed to to alcohol or a glass of wine although that glass of wine really helps sometimes But, you know, it's it's having the balance and, yes, treat yourself to that piece of chocolate at the end of the day, you know, just to, to feel soothed and comforted. That's fine. But have balance and, and treat yourself better. It's saying no when you really want to say no. When, you know, because mm-hmm. so many times people would, I've got a whole list. I, I'm, I'm a list maker. I, I love working off schedules. I create schedules for myself on a daily basis. And then people would come and like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'd put my stuff back and then I would just do this. And then I would do it, but create resentment within myself because now I've done everything for you and my stuff, who's helping me with mine? And it's literally setting those boundaries. Saying no is a response. And it's sometimes saying no to others is saying yes to you exactly you know um sometimes you just need to say yes to you and i, I mean i find balance I, that's why i always in my schedule i put the um free time so that if anything comes up somebody needs help somebody you know whatever then i've got that time to do it and then i don't have to build that resent uh, resentment towards other people or burn myself out doing everything for everyone except myself 
Exactly. And that's all simple things too. That's like small, simple things that we forget when we talk about taking care of ourselves. Well, that's it. And, you know, if we look at these some signs of um, potential signs of, of self-love and things that it's... Or lack of self-love. Yeah, lack of self-love. That's it. Is, um, I'll just name a few and this mm-hmm. might resonate with, with, with you. You know, perfection, perfectionism and fear of failure. Avoidance of self-care and neglect of personal needs. Yeah. And it's exactly that, just not looking after yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, tolerating toxic or abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Comparing oneself unfavorably to others, so comparisons. And exactly what you were saying, the difficulty saying no and overcommitting. Mm-hmm. Your neg- a big one, negative self-talk and constant self-criticism. Yeah. And then also... Um, Difficulty setting and maintaining healthy balance and also seeking external validation and approval. Mm-hmm. So those are all potential signs of um, lack of self-love. Yeah, that's so true. When, when you know you keep, vali- keep needing validation from others, um, is because you're not giving it to yourself. You don't feel it within yourself. So you're going to constantly look up uh, outwards. And the key is look inwards. Start seeing the beauty that you are. Start seeing the amazing soul that you are. Regardless of what you believe, but we were created in in perfect um, creation. You know, that nothing that God or whoever you believe in does is not perfect. So why wouldn't we be perfectly imperfect? Um, and why, you know... Yes, we look at those beautiful models and all of that. But if you sit and have a conversation with them, I've had conversations with the most beautiful people in the world. And they will tell you that they've got something that they don't like about themselves, something they're struggling with. So appreciate the uniqueness and the beauty that that you are here to, to, to provide the world. Um, you know, imagine if every single tree looked the same, if every flower looked the same. How boring would the world look? So why would how boring would the world be if we all looked the same, if we all did the same thing, if we all acted the same? It would be so monotonous. Um, so appreciate the beauty, the uniqueness, and the authenticity of you. That's so close. You you know you make a list like how different are you to everybody around you, mm-hmm. and you embrace that uniqueness. And exactly like you say, you know everybody has got their unique traits, and that actually is a strength for you if you use it as a strength. Absolutely. So, you know, if we if we increase, so this we cut down on the self criticism, and be aware of your thoughts. You know, like, you know, somebody might say yes, but you should have known this, and in your mind you're going, yeah, well, I should have known this. I'm stupid. Why did I not know this? Start really taking note of your thoughts. A lot of us just just go through life on automatic drive Mm -hmm. start being aware of thoughts and how you talk to yourself so if you increase if you start to reduce that negative talking to yourself and your self-criticism you'll start to build up this increased positive emotions and you know you'll see your optimism actually picks up Mm -hmm. so with an increased awareness of that negative self-talk and talking that away comes the ability to notice and reframe thoughts in a more helpful way. And with that, with the kind of thoughts and the compassion, that will then create that optimism 
it will give you more confidence um, so your relationship with yourself becomes stronger um, and it's just really it's something that is good for you so yeah self-love helps us to take care of ourselves it also lowers our stress levels and it strives for success you know a lot of times stress people say i'm so stressed stress really you know is interpreted as you aren't coping yeah so when you're not coping that's when you might say oh I, I just can't handle this i can't deal i can't stop those thoughts so you know what let me write down exactly what you said put it down to paper have that schedule you know what? i'm going to achieve this today um let me make space for if i don't finish that i've got time here or there um and then having that where you can monitor it so it also self-love does protect us from negative thoughts self-sabotage and pushing ourselves out too far so self-love is very very important it is just looking after yourself and you mentioned before you you know some people might say yeah but um that will make me selfish um some people say but that could be like a narcissistic trait and it's not you know with self-love you you've develop empathy you you even though you're looking after yourself you're still looking after others it doesn't mean because you're only looking after yourself that you can't look after anybody else when narcissistic it's it's more about me myself um self-indulgent and very much narcissists are looking always for validation um, mm -hmm. from the outside world so self-love is not that self-love is looking after yourself and helping you to be the best person that you can become Absolutely. And when we look at, um, like when you talk about having that negative self-talk that's, oh, you're so stupid, or I really want that car, I really want um, that that motorbike, or whatever, you know, you're you're looking at, at things from a, a, a place of lack, and you're not going to bring that into into reality because you're just looking at what you don't have so now your brain is going to that subconscious part of your brain the res is going to now bring in show you everything that you don't have and that's all you're going to see you see i don't have that car i don't have the that much money to go do my nails or my hair i don't have all of that but when you start looking at the things you do have already the things you have achieved what happens is like wow um I look at all I have done and now I can now I've got the motivation now I've got the inspiration now I've got the dopamine running through my body to say hey now I can get up and go do more that's it and you know when our self-love is high um we we're in a better place to take on new opportunities and also to see new opportunities and take on on risks so by by achieving even if it's like you said today i washed my hair today i went for a walk mm -hmm. um that you're actually developing a trust in your own capabilities mm -hmm. so we learn we're starting to learn to trust ourselves as well and when we trust ourselves we're actually then able to make decisions and better decisions um self-trust and faith in our own abilities helps us to achieve our goals and challenge ourselves mm -hmm. and then live our best lives mm -hmm. so it comes down to building that confidence building that trust mm -hmm. um, in who you are and what what you what you want to achieve 
Yep, absolutely. So, um, you know, we, we talk about Valentine's Day coming up. And if you're not, um, if you don't have a significant other that's going to spoil you, sometimes you have a significant other who just forgets about the whole day and you don't celebrate it, <laughs> yes. then let this day be the first day where you begin that journey of your self-love. What are you going to do for yourself to start that journey? Just one small thing for yourself every day. Waking up earlier in the day to watch the sun rise and appreciate the beauty in nature around you. Um, you know, uh, getting up a few minutes earlier to make a smoothie as opposed to just a toast and tea, you know. Um, what are the things you're going to do that is going to, that is going to set you on that path of your own self-discovery of the unique, authentic, amazing being that you are? Well, that's it. And I think, you know, there is different ways that we can practice self-love. And um, you've spoken quite a lot about is the journaling. Um, and that's writing down your thoughts. That's writing down your goals. That's planning. That's, that is keeping track of where you are. It's, it's also great to take things out of your mind. So if you are, if you have, you know, if you have had a, a, an outcome which you're really not happy Take it out of the mind. Write it down. Yeah. You can write down, I didn't get the job. And you could say, maybe because of X, Y, and Z. So you know, you need to work on X, Y, and Z. So when you go for the next interview, you are confident in the things that you feel you failed in. So it's really getting it from the mind out. Onto paper. And, and I love that one because even things that you didn't get to do, do you know how much unfinished business running around in our head affects our daily lives it's yes. absolutely amazing when you think of i didn't get that done i didn't get that done i didn't get yes. that done mm -hmm. you're going to constantly think about it and you're not going to focus on what's around you so at the end of the day or in the beginning of the day or once a week just write down that to-do list and write it all down get it out of your head onto that paper and write it all down get it all out because Yes, when you look at it at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, you get so overwhelmed with everything you've got to do. But then you can, once you see that, then you can now create a structure, put it into your diary, onto your calendar, and create a schedule for yourself that now you're taking control as opposed to these overwhelming feelings taking control over you. But that's it. And then while you're journaling, you can start your gratitude journal or incorporated in your journal because mm -hmm. when you're grateful you your mindset is positive yeah it's very easy you know sometimes we we all i mean life is made up of good and bad you know in the the difficult times you know it's hard sometimes to see the positive but doing your gratitude even writing three things down a day of what you're grateful for mm -hmm. and that can be grateful for your healthy body that can be grateful for your relationships that you have all that creates a positive mindset mm -hmm. and that helps you to also um, see what you have and what you blessed with as well. Exactly, Cass. And I mean, the the gratitude journal is amazing. But I love to stick sticky notes um, all over my house and pictures on my fridge or my mirrors that 
show me that I'm grateful because when you when it's in the journal it's great if you're picking up that journal and actually reading it on a daily basis but if you're walking around your house you're seeing these sticky notes everywhere you're seeing those pictures you're seeing those things that that bring you gratitude so it's a constant reminder in your brain that hey look at this look at that I'm grateful for this ah oh, I have that oh this is amazing and even those, the gratitude journal is like, what what else? The, doing those three, that exercise of three things you're grateful for every day. What, you know, simple things like my eyesight, that I can see the beauty of the world around me. I can see my beautiful children. I, you know, my hearing, um, I can hear the birds. I can hear the laughter of my, my child, you know. Um, the, the fact that I've got legs that I can walk, get up and walk, you know. Those simple things, those are small things that we take for granted on a daily basis. The fact that I woke up this morning is a blessing in itself. You know, I've got the opportunity now to now go create amazing uh, experiences in my life. So those that gratitude exercise is amazing. And, and studies have been done that show how, um, how effective gratitude exercises are in producing the dopamine in our, in our brain. And that activates the RAS, that reticular activating system in the brain that shows you more evidence of this being real. That's it. And then also we we need to build um, self-care routines. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can create even a calendar, self-care calendar. You can actually name it your self-care calendar. I love that. Um, yeah, or plan it to help structure and prioritize your um, self-care routines. Um you can schedule that dedicated time for activities. So, you know, things like walking out in nature. Um, just, you know, you might love gardening. Just spending even a half an hour in the garden, just pulling out a few weeds. Just that connection with earth will, is, is positive. And form. it's so grounding. Exactly, and grounding. And um, you and make listen, sure. Mm-hmm. You get a workout on in that garden. <laughs> I, doing my garden, I find muscles I never knew I even had. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So you're getting exercise, so it's good for your body too. <laughs> yeah, and you guess there's no worms around me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you must make it as a non, non-negotiable non part of your routine. Yes. You know, a lot of us, we work, work, work. Um, it's very hard to schedule this. Sometimes, you know, your, your job just doesn't allow it. And, you know, we've got to be real. But then you schedule, you say, okay, this week, I'm going flat out. Um, I'm going to be waking up early and going to bed late. That's fine. But then you must schedule time in the weekend where you need to just have some time out. And that's Mm self-respect. That gives you the self-respect. But it also starts to build boundaries. So you are are okay to give for a certain period of time. But you've also said, you know what, that's my cutoff. And now you're starting to form boundaries. And that's what... Self-love also helps with building those those boundaries. And not only balance. We need balance in our yes. lives. Yeah. We can't be all be uh, Zorba the Greek or all be the Buddha <laughs> under the tree for 22 years, you know, meditating. Yes. There has to be balance. So we can be both. We can be all of it. We are all those aspects, um, you know. So make the time for work. Make the time for play and make the time for for yourself. Um, and that will create balance that then releases stress it 
gives you control over your life you're gonna find more joy more more love more understanding and and more structure in your life having that balance it's so important that's it and then also something that which i think everybody is very much into now is also meditation mm. um meditation is great in that it does does calm the mind and if you're like me, when I meditate, I cannot, the thoughts just keep coming in, you know, but don't try and just push them away. As yeah. you start to learn, you know, you have to be a beginner. You've mm -hmm. got to start somewhere. So in the beginning, yes, you're not going to be able to sit and actually control your thoughts or be thoughtless. Yeah. You start and eventually as you grow into the meditation, you'll find that you can then say, okay, I would like to know the answer to this and you can put it out there and eventually mm -hmm. those answers will come back to you. Then you start listening to yourself. So meditation is very important. And I love, um, so I'm the same thing. My brain does not shut off for even two minutes um, and telling me to now sit still and shut my brain down. <laughs> then my brain gets louder. Uh, those voices in my head. So I... I love the walking meditation. What I do is go into nature, take a walk around nature, and then I use my five senses while I'm doing that. Yes. So what do I see when I'm walking? You know, I see the sky. I see I see the beautiful grass that I'm walking on. What, what does the ground look like that I'm walking on? Is it sandy? Is it pebbles? Is it whatever? What do I hear? You know, I hear the... the the sound of my breath while I'm walking, the the my feet hitting the ground, um, the 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 wind rustling in the trees. What do I what do I feel? What am I feeling? Do I feel any pains? Do I do I feel hot? Do I feel cold? Do I feel calm? Because that's getting in touch with yourself. Um, what do I what do I smell and what do I taste? Obviously, you've got some water, sweet, whatever. That's and it. you know what that does is it just brings you into the now. And then mm -hmm. I find when I'm in those moments where where I'm just focused on what's happening right now, those inspirations come. That where where you get this thought in your mind and you think, oh, where did this come from? That's that it. is yourself your higher self your core self your inner self god whatever you want to believe talking to you giving you that but that's because now that's a way of stilling your mind getting out the clutter and focusing on the present moment but that's a thought you know it's like especially if you've got young children you know you might be sitting at dinner and they're picking from your plate and everybody's <laughs> shouting and screaming that and exactly or throwing like, onto your plate exactly yes <laughs> And you know, you, you look and as, as, as a parent, you could just say, you know what, okay, everybody go to bed or do what they need to. And you could have your plate of food and it's exactly, it's that mindfulness. It's smelling the food, mm -hmm. smelling the herbs, smelling the spices and appreciating it. It's definitely, yes, it, it just brings you down and calms yourself. And exactly mm -hmm. then, then your mind, your higher self can then start talking to you exactly and like teach your children like they say you should be chewing 32 times when you put food in your mouth i'm like but there's nothing left to chew <laughs> after 32 times what the hell like you know but <laughs> the thing is it's it's about like taking in exactly what you're putting in your mouth like what does it taste like what does it feel like what does it look like what does it smell like 
you know, and then just feeling it going down into your body. You're going to find that you're going to end up eating less. You're going to end up hearing your body tell you that I've now had enough. And not only are you now more calm while you're eating, the food's just going to digest so much better. You're not going to sit with those ulcer attacks at the end of the day, the indigestion, the the reflux, all of that. Because now you're calm, you're relaxed. So, so bring that mindfulness into everything you're doing. And that's what you said earlier. Be conscious of every thought, every action, and every movement. And you might say, but how do I have time for that? The more you do that, the more you practice that, the that's more it. time you're going to see you're going to to have for for your life. And the more you're going to see around you. I mean, I had that one client that I said to him, how many traffic lights do you drive past when you go home from work? And the, the worst part was when I asked him, what color are the walls of your house when you drive? And he looked at me and took him five minutes before before he actually remembered what color the walls were or if they were painted or, or precast or whatever. Because we're so in our minds, in our heads, and we're not focused on what's happening around us. He then, after a week um, of seeing him and he started that practice, he said to me, you know, I love architecture and I, on the way home, I found some buildings with the most amazing architecture and he was telling me all about the the shape and all about, you know, the whole architectural structure of the buildings that he says he loves to, to notice that he never noticed before because all he's worried about is what he didn't get done at work and what machine isn't working and all of that. And those are small small things that we forget. We forget life runs us by and we're like, but how have 10 years passed? Because you weren't paying attention. And that's quite critical, you know, like mm -hmm. um, by being present, yeah, you can better retain information. And it's exactly what you just say now. He wasn't noticing anything around him. Yeah. Um, we're able to retain information. We're able to listen. We're able to become more aware of everything around us and we are not being sabotaged by distractions Absolutely. so exactly what you were saying he was driving through robots i mean he probably didn't even know how you got to work he, so he can you say car. robots we say robots here in south uh, africa it's traffic lights, traffic lights okay. <laughs> for anybody that's wondering if we have robots in south africa <laughs> yes traffic lights we traffic do the yellow with red yellow and green, green. lights <laughs> uh, so yeah so this when you are in the present, it does result in a more enjoyment of life. We have better relationships with the people around us. And we also have that ability to relate to others. What being also present does is that it also helps you to have more control over your automatic thoughts. So the thoughts that come and go that we don't, we're not even acknowledging. Mm -hmm. So by being present and being able to build up the, this ability, you'll have the ability to respond and not only react. So if somebody cuts you off while you're driving, what's our first reaction is to is to shout. Boot and swear. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, but you will find when you've got control of your thoughts, you might you might think, Shay, maybe he's rushing to get home. Maybe somebody's sick at home, or maybe he's trying late to get to work hospital. and he's going to get yeah, fired. That's a joke. It's his last <laughs> his last warning for being late, and he's going to get fired. So you just when you start to have control of your thoughts, you actually see things a lot different Absolutely. than just being responding. Changes. Yeah. That's it. So we're not only just reacting to to external stimuli, we're actually then 
saying, well, maybe this could be that. Um, and that also just obviously helps improve our relationships with everybody around us as well. Um, and that also creates more options in any environment. You know, if we think if we've got a loved one and we start fighting with them and telling them how, you know, they're just not the best person and they're not meeting your expectations, etc., a lot of times that is just reacting and you are not choosing what your outcome should be. Mm -hmm. And that outcome is that your loved one might turn around and say, actually, I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm not, in, I'm not up for this, I'm out. Mm -hmm. That was not what you were looking for. Mm -hmm. But you got that as a consequence of not thinking or being mindful of what was coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So... It also allows your improved cognitive function. So you, it helps with your focus, your processing speed. So if you do, if somebody does cut you off straight away, you you know, you, you want to lash out. But this helps you to say, wait, 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 processing speed. Okay, it's a split second, but I'm not going to react in a negative way. Um, it definitely helps with your memory concentration and um, obviously with, with communication. So all that has a positive impact on self as well, and to those one to those that are also around you. Yeah, and and I actually it was so interesting this morning. I watched a video, well, a, a clip about um, uh, being reactive or responsive. So am I going to react when that person cuts me off, or I'm just going to respond and say, okay, go ahead, because it's two seconds. You know, in my life, it's one more car in front of me. Is it going to change my life in any way? What is it going to change? What purpose is it going to serve me to react and to swear and to shout? He can't even hear me. He's going to go about his life. He's going to forget about me. But my blood pressure is now up for the rest of the day. So, exactly. and, and, and in this video, it actually was talking about karma. And we create karma when we are reactive, when we're responsive. There's no karma. So mm, that was that's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. I was like, I wow, I love that. And it like mm. just shifted my my whole perspective of that reactor because like so... I have a little bit of road rage. Uh, <laughs> that's Gathered what, that, that's Gathered what that. I allow my frustrations out. Okay. But <laughs> what does it serve me? Because like it, that person's go along their merry way. How many times have I allowed people to cut in front of me? Because they're not in a hurry. And then two seconds later, we meet at the same red traffic lights. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sorry exactly. for you. Or vice versa, it's happened to me as well. Where I'm trying to get past an old lady. And, and then I get stuck at the traffic lights. And then she sits and looks at me. I'm like, oh, you know. That's like, you see, because I was reactive, because I was reactive, karma slapped me in the face, right, instantly. Um, exactly. but, but that's it. It's it, being conscious of, am I going to react or am I going to respond? And that just changes everything. That I mean, it was amazing. Like I, I always love my mornings is you know where I get my inspirations. Where I think, well, that's it. And it, I know it's my my time with with Source with God, where He gives me the inspirations, the lessons, <laughs> the <laughs> the thought for the day. And that this morning I was like, wow, you know, this is really amazing. It's something new that I've learned, and now I just yeah. want to pass it on. Yeah, that, that that's. Yeah, that's incredible, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does do a whole different take on hey? karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we also affirmations. So 
everybody sort of at one stage was sort of on the affirmation train. It worked for some people and it didn't work for a lot of people, you know. You've got to look at affirmations. So if you are having a bad time or if you've made a mistake or you've got an outcome, that's fine. You go to that mirror, you look at yourself in the mirror and, and you say, you know what, I'm safe, I'm happy and I'm learning. Yeah. It's so true because like, you know, with affirmations, it's like they say, fake it till you make it or just tell yourself, I'm happy. Tell yourself, I'm amazing. But what sometimes you're doing is if you're in, for instance, a field of thorns, right? Now, now you, now you in this field of thorns, but you're telling yourself, I'm in this amazing paradise. Um, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for disappointment because you're not. The, the key is. Yes, I'm in this field of thorns. Okay, so what? I've got a spade. I can get myself a spade. I've got water. That's I can it. now, you know, plow this ground. I can water it. I can plant seeds. And then it will become that paradise that I will create. So the affirmations were great, but keeping yourself um, in reality is saying, yes, I'm in a shitty place. But... I have the tools, I have the resources, I have the energy, I have the drive, I have the mind to create what I want to create. Exactly. And that is where the affirmations work or don't work, is yeah. being realistic of where I am and where I want to go and creating that and, and, and uh, filling my body with the, the dopamine by the affirmations, by the, 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 the positive self-talk, so that now I'm motivated to now create that paradise that I want to create. And that's what, when you get to know yourself and you know your strengths, that's where you put your affirmations as well. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you need a, a pick-me-up, you can say, I know I'm strong. I know I'm powerful. I am powerful. I am strong. Because you will believe that. And that yeah. will actually lift you as well. But so it's amazing when I do... Um, uh, uh, techniques with my clients to build their self-esteem and then us and I make them write down all affirmations of what they are and then they say small things and then like I'm telling them to do a list of 20 to 30 things and they like only got five and they're stuck and I'm like okay are you resilient uh no I'm like well have you made decisions or are you strong no I feel so weak I'm like okay but you've overcome every challenge in your life right that's it yes so you're a 100% achiever then? Oh, yes. So you are strong, right? Oh, yes. You know, if we start looking at those things, like look at the times when you're trying to do those affirmations and those um, looking at yourself for that person that you want to see. Look at things that have happened in your life where you needed that strength and you had that strength, where you needed that resilience, where you needed the, the, the self-control, where you needed the, you know, whatever it was. You'll find it. You're already there. You have it. You just have to dig deep enough, look deep enough, open your mind and your eyes to the beauty, the uniqueness that you are. And you'll start seeing that and you'll start creating absolute wonders in your life. Well, you get, I don't know if you've had a quote, but it was going around where your friends will say, you're my closest friend. What are my seven best attributes? So if you can't even think about it, send that out and say, you know, I'm... I'm doing self-awareness. What, what, what do you love about me? Why, why am I your friend? And that's just because how you see yourself and how other people see yourself is two different. And sometimes it is, actually not sometimes, it's always, it's great to know 
when somebody says, wow, I really love this about you. And you didn't even know that that was an attribute. Yes, so, but even more so, like I once um, attended a, well, had to go for an interview. And they asked me to, to, to tell me what are the attributes my best friend would say about me. <laughs> and I looked at them and I was like, what would my friend say about me? And you know yeah. that the first thoughts that came into my mind were all negative because that's what I felt about myself. So, so you know, it was such an eye-opener for me. I actually sat there, looked, the, the, the person must have thought, this woman, you know. <laughs> but, like, I just had this epiphany that all I think is negative about myself. So my friends might will see that about me. But then why are they my friends? I'm not going to be your friend if you're a crappy person, okay? But, um, you know, take those attributes. Learn to know yourself. Learn to love yourself and know why your friends are your friends. If you don't have friends, create new ones. That's be it. that person. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you can't say, nobody loves me because I'm just horrible. Ah, crap. Nonsense. <laughs> you know what? It's it, the, Everybody's worthy. Everybody deserves love from, and you will find it. You just yes. have to look. Open your mind. Open your eyes to what's around you. But that's it. And if you battling that's why you got counselors you got psychologists you got trained professionals that can help you and that's part of self-love and self-care is that um, you go and you see somebody so you might know you you need to grow and learn in a certain area mm -hmm. you can go and see somebody professional to actually learn how to deal and how to handle yeah. and that's part of self-love and self-care yes and there's no weakness in seeking out professional exactly. help um, I've got clients that come to me and they're like, I'm so scared. I'm like, don't worry, I'm not going to bite you. I promise <laughs> you, I'm not a carnivore. Um, you know, like, I, 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 not a vampire either. And and at the end of the session, they'll say to me, wow, this is amazing. You know, and this is for myself. I'm like, exactly. Because it, in, in a session, what we do is we give you the space to, to vent, give you the space to express yourself, and the space to... to Cry, laugh, vent, scream, whatever it is without any judgment. And then we're going to assist you to find those um, things that you want to create. And then you will be held accountable. So, so having a professional session with a therapist, a counselor, a coach, whatever. Even if it's just a friend, somebody you look up to. Do that because that is the first form of self-care that you can give to yourself and it's not a weakness it's a strength exactly it's a strength to tap into your to your um, vulnerabilities it is it is which also leads us that we've got to forgive ourselves and i think a lot of self-loathing comes from unforgiveness where you do not forgive yourself well if you feel the need to forgive means that you're judging yourself and that's, that's what it. we need to stop doing. Is stop judging, um, and just start seeing that you're a human being who's yet to learn and grow. And you're not going to get it right the first time, or even the tenth time sometimes. But you keep getting up. It's not about how many times you fall. It's about the fact that you keep getting up every time you do fall. But that's it. And we've got to be gentle with our mistakes. Like we would be gentle with our friends if our friends made a mistake. We would we would say, "Don't worry." You know, we'll fix it. We 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 fine. So be gentle with yourself with when you know with your mistakes, and you must be able to accept all your strengths and all your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't only be perfect and you can't only be wrong. 
you, you've got to accept both. And going through the journey of self-discovery of who you are, what your values are, what you like, what you don't like, um, what your boundaries, set your boundaries, um, knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your weaknesses, all part of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And this all helps with loving yourself. And the another interesting thing is the more you know yourself, the more you will find that right person for you. That's it. Because then you will know what you come to the table with and what you're looking for. So that you can complement each other and not complete each other because we are a complete being on our own. We don't need somebody to complete us. We need someone to come and complement us. So that when you find that special person, that, that, that your forever person is going to be the strong one when you're weak and you can be the strong one when they are weak. So knowing yourself will then help you to find what you're looking for and write that that special and forever person that you're looking for well Claude, i think yeah i think that was a great way to sort of end in the podcast with uh valentine's day coming yes so <laughs> you know like i said earlier if if there's ever a day that you're going to start your journey of of self-exploration self-love then let it be on Valentine's Day and hopefully that if you are being spoiled that you enjoy it and be present in the moment and appreciate what your loved one is doing for you. You know, sometimes we expect grand gestures, but it's the small things that matter and being present in that, that, that moment that gets the appreciation, creates the bond and the intimacy between you and your loved one. And if you don't have that significant other, do it for yourself exactly. and be present but if you really are struggling, then, you know, we are always available. You can always e um, email us. We are on Facebook and um, Instagram as well. Azura Body, Mind, Soul. Our e e email is um, info at azurabodymindsoul.com. So if you do want to reach out to us, you're more than welcome to. That's it. And, um, yeah. I think uh, yeah, it was it was a great it was a great um, topic to talk about. Yes, and um, so relevant for this time of the year. And that's it. Just hopefully, if we can reach one person that's feeling down about Valentine's Day coming up, to lift their spirits, to lift their souls, and I guess, Cass, we're doing, we're serving our purpose, and that for me is most important. And yeah, so take care of you as well. I know I'm going to be giving myself. A lot of self-love for Valentine's. <laughs> Me too. Because, um, <laughs> yes, we won't go into why. But we, we, are, we are giving ourselves self-love and that's important. So thanks for listening, guys, and hope uh, to hear any form of uh, feedback, hear from you. We love that. And um, thanks for all the support and the care and the love. And we will catch you next week again. That's it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.